We're honored and greatly privileged to have a wonderful couple with us tonight that are traveling ministers that have also uh, pastored a church in the city of Solvang for a number of years and uh, been uh, prayer coordinators down at Mark and Janet Brzee's church in Tulsa and also worked with Rayma uh, for a number of years. Uh, I would like Lon and his lovely wife, the Schraders, to stand up if you would. Let's welcome them. Good people. Good people. And uh, uh, they uh, really conducted the women's prayer this morning, only there were men there. Because uh, we kind of finalized different things the other day and didn't have a lot of time to announce it, but we added ourselves a high yield time. Amen. So now tonight, we're going we're gonna to lay hands on people here at the end of the service. And uh, I want to teach just a while along the lines of the life of God on the inside of you. You know, we've been doing a little series on the subject of seasons. And I will just say this, that whatever season that you are in, whatever season of life that you are in, you might be in several seasons at one time. One thing for sure is we must learn to rely on and draw from the life of God that's on the inside of us. Amen. In John chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says that in him, that was in Christ, was life. And the life was the light or it was the development of man. In John 5, 26, it says, For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. That word life there is Zoe. Everyone shout Zoe. Zoe. Now I want you to turn to this one in John chapter 10 and verse 10. And I want to look at it from the Amplified Version. Of course, the King James Version says that the thief, we know that the thief is not Jesus. The thief is not God. The devil is the thief. He comes in order but to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come. Thank God. What did you come for? What did Jesus come for? He says, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't say, I've come to give you the redundant, boring, dull kind of life. He says, I've come to give you the abundant, God kind, God quality, God quantity of life. Hallelujah. I got the life of God in me. I've got his life, his nature, and his ability. The life of God puts you over any death-filled situations. You get so filled with the life of God that you just laugh in the face of death. You just laugh in the face of poverty. You just laugh in the face of sickness and disease all because you've got the life of God on the inside of you now the amplified says the thief comes may stay let's yeah the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy but I'm come that you might have now notice and enjoy life we talked about having relish on our hot dogs when we go to ball games right I don't go, like going to the San Francisco Giants game or the Oakland A's game and having a hot dog, a dry wiener. Amen. I enjoy some relish. I enjoy some brown mustard. I enjoy some sauerkraut from time to time on my hot dog. And that word enjoy means Jesus wants to relish your life up. He wants your life to be spicy. He wants your life to be good. Amen. So he says, well, things are bad. It's going to get good by the time you leave here. Well, it could be better. It's going to get better because he's come to give you a better life, a better life by far. Amen. So I'm come that they might have and enjoy life and have it. How? Read it, saints. In abundance to the full till it overflows. No, not one of these. In abundance 
to the full. No, read it again. In abundance. That's the life of God. The life of God. His life. His nature. His ability. The life of God will light up your life. Hallelujah. John 1, 4. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. I know that the life of God not only delivered Mark Thomas from the power of darkness, not only brought me out of darkness, but brought me into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God. And He placed His kingdom on the inside of me to where once my intellect was extremely dull. I was dulled through life circumstances. I was dulled through drugs. I was dulled because, quite frankly, I wasn't that bright. And when you're not that bright to begin with, and you throw drugs on top of it, you're really dark and really dull. But He lit my life up. He lit my life up. Did He light your life up? Woo, glory to God. In Him was life. The life was the development of man. My first report card in in high school as a senior, it made me ineligible for basketball season. I was the co-captain of the basketball team. My first report card was four F's and a D minus. And the D minus was in religion. So I guess there was hope for me, huh? (laughs) But four F's and a D minus. Now, I'll grant you, I didn't try much. But my report cards, after I got born again, and after I got the life of God in me, was just almost straight A's. God will take a failure and make him a straight A saint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keith Moore says it like this. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. How about you? Amen. Go ahead and say it with me. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. Ooh, glory. You're a major blessing. Now the life of God will light your light up. We've seen the life of God change people just right before your eyes. I can remember in Brooklyn Park that one night. Or that one morning, honey, when we preached the word of God and just gave the altar call. This lady, her face was all wrinkled up. She was all shriveled up through life's circumstances. She looked sour. She looked bitter. She looked depressed. But when she came to the altar and she opened her heart up to the king of glory, the king of glory came in and lit up her countenance. I mean, right before our eyes. Ooh, that's awesome. Life of God. And so, in life, you will face difficulties. In life, you will face situations that will try to drain the life out of you. And that is why it is so important to nurture the life of God on the inside of you. Not ignore the life of God on the inside of you. But rather stir up the life of God that is on the inside of you. And really, that's our premise tonight. That's what we want to talk with you just a little while it's about tonight. The, light of, the life of God will light your intellect. It'll make you smart. 
The life of God will, will change your countenance. It'll take depression right out of you. But the life of God will also quicken your mortal body. See, the Bible speaks of that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal bodies. Instead of waking up in the morning and belly aching about how many aches and pains you have, just get up in the morning and start lifting your hands up and say, Thank God, i got the life of God in me. I've got His life, His nature, and His ability. He quickens my mortal body today. Body, hit yourself if you have to. Body, you line up. Body was made to respond to faith-filled words. And faith-filled words will absolutely dominate the laws of sin and death. Faith-filled words in your heart and coming out of your mouth will lift you up out of any death-filled situation. He'll quicken your body. And it's just as easy to speak life as it is death. You're going to be speaking something. You might as well speak the life of God. Train yourself now that you're in a new family to learn your new language. Train yourself now that you're in a new family, the family of God, To think the way God thinks. And to speak the way God would have you speak. It is the language of the redeemed. We got a new language. Just like, you know, if you want to go learn French, you want to go learn Spanish, you got to apply yourself to learn those languages. Likewise, you must get into the Word and let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly and take on the mind of Christ and renew your mind and learn the language of the redeemed. And then once you learn the language of the redeemed, whether it feels uncomfortable, whether you don't understand it all, you just speak it. And you speak it, and you speak it, and the word of God and the word of life will quicken you. It'll do for you what you could never do for yourself. Say, may I got the life of God in me. So I've learned to rely on the life of God for every season of life. In Romans 6.23, he says this, the gift of God is eternal life. Say it with me. The gift of God, gift of God is, eternal life. is eternal life. And so this time of year, we think a lot about gifts and we think about gifts under the tree. But the best gift that was ever given was Jesus Christ. The gift of eternal life. The gift of Zoe. The life of God. Amen? Now, here's what we want to get to tonight. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want us to look at verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. First of all, let's look at it in the King James Version. Then secondly, we'll look at it in the Amplified Version. And I believe this is what the Spirit of the Lord is, is saying to us tonight corporately as a church. We've got to attend to the life of God that is on the inside. The life of God can lie dormant in the heart of a man or a woman. The life of God can be ignored. 
And when the life of God is ignored in my life and in your life, it's so easy to become dull of hearing. The Spirit of the Lord may be trying to show you some things, but because the life of God is dormant, it's kind of like, hello, is anybody home? Yeah. I, you know, I've felt that way many times before while I preach him. Hello. <laughs> Not tonight, though. All right, 2 Timothy 1.6. He says, Wherefore, brethren and sistren too, I put thee in remembrance. So this is something that we must remind ourselves of. No matter how long we've been in Christ, no, longer, no matter how long we've been on this journey, I put you in remembrance. That thou stir up. Everyone go like this. Stir up. Stir up. Stir up. The gift of God. The word gift there, of course, is charisma. But in the context of what we're speaking tonight, stir up the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Stir up the life of God on the inside of you. Brenda is a master cook. I mean, she, this girl can cook. I'm telling you what. She grew up in Oklahoma and she can flat cook. I mean, she cooks as good as she preaches and she preaches really good. And she makes these chocolate chip cookies. If we were to market them, we might get this billing paid off next week. But in the kitchen is where it happens. All of the ingredients come together. But if all those ingredients are just left alone and just kind of thrown into the oven, you wouldn't have much. But there's got to be some stirring that takes place. And in the realm of the spirit, if you're going to have a life that is pleasing to God, that is going to do things in the kingdom of God, there's got to be some stirring that takes place. And so he says, stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting out of my hands. Now let's look at it at the amplified version. The word stir up means to activate. It means to, to make active. It cause to function or to act, uh, to activate by stirring, to incite, to instigate, to prompt, to kindle up. Let's look at the Amplified Version. Thank you, Lord. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, of, uh, of fan the flame of, and keep burning. Look at your neighbor and say, keep burning. Keep burning. You know, you won't burn out if you keep burning. Keep burning. Keep burning. The gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of hands with whose of the elders at your ordination. Now that reminds me of, a, of a, another verse, and I want to just read these to you for the sake of time, because we want to lay hands on those who want hands laid upon them tonight. How many of you know that if your embers have grown a little bit, you know, weak, that it's good to get around people that got fire in them? Yeah. And sometimes you can, you can catch fire by others that have fire. Yeah. Well, we got a couple firebrands here on the front row tonight. And they're here to help. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? Yeah. All right. Now, I want, I want that thought in mind. Rekindle the embers. 
Fan the flame. That's what we're going to do tonight. We're not going to go through these holidays, holidaysed. You know? Every preacher will tell you, man, it's like, is it holidays or holidays? In, in Romans 12, 11, it says, Not slothful in, in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Everyone say fervent in spirit. The Phillips translation says it this way, Let us not allow slackness to spoil our work. Let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work for God. I love the message translation. It says it this way. Let's, let's pull that up if we could. In Romans 12 and verse 11. The message translation of Romans 12. I'm thankful for the life of God. Thank you, Lord. Absolute life. Absolute life. Removes anything of death that comes against your life. Don't burn out. But keep yourself fueled. Keep yourself fueled. Whose responsibility is it to keep yourself fueled? It's my responsibility. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master. Let's go on to the next verse. Never cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. One translation says, Never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be, be a glow and burning with the Spirit. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Paul said, I want to remind you. To stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. David had to do that. Even though David wasn't born again, he had contact with the king. David came to his hometown, Ziklag. The word Ziklag in the Hebrew means a city that's overwhelmed with grief. His children were gone. His wives were gone. The people were so upset that they spake of stoning him. And David, instead of tucking tail and running for them, David went to the rock that was higher than him. And here's what David did. David encouraged himself in the Lord. We could say that David, what did he do? David stirred himself up. He stirred himself up. Another time over in uh, the book of Psalms, he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And he says, but here's what I'm going to do. This is going on in my life. But I'm going to hope in God. I'm going to get my expectors out. And I'm going to look towards heaven from whence cometh my help. I'm going to hope in God. And David said, even though I may feel a little despondent, I may feel a little bit hopeless, I'm going to praise him all the more. He says, for I will yet praise him. For he is the health of my countenance. Hallelujah. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Because he is the health of my countenance. You know, facelifts are a real popular subject in this day. You never know. I get 70, I might get myself a lift too, you know. But I know of a permanent facelift. It's looking unto Him. 
The Bible says they looked unto him and they were radiant. They were radiant. And that's what David did. And so that, that's, that's a major key in stirring up the gift of God. Is praising him. Not losing hope. But looking unto Jesus. Who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Paul and Silas in prison. They were out doing the will of God. And they got thrown in jail. But they didn't let the prison get in them. Even though they were in prison. Instead of belly aching and whining and complaining, the Bible said they prayed. Hey, not a bad idea. Like I preached Sunday morning, not a bad idea. Since we serve the God that raised Jesus from the dead. They prayed. They stayed connected. We could say they stirred up the gift that was on the inside of them. But not only did they pray, they sang praises to God. You know, that's a powerful combination. When you sing and you praise, it makes the devil mad. But it also makes heaven glad. And we know that in the midst of that prison, there was a Holy Ghost earthquake. That it shook the foundations. Listen, we serve a God. Who can deliver you from anything and everything. But you got to give them something to work with. Amen. Some praising. Some praying. Some singing. Some stirring. That's how you stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians, but be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart. To who? To the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, the Apostle Paul faced a lot of adversity. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's look at verses 2 through 4. This is kind of a spatter barrel message tonight. But I just dropped by to encourage you. Amen. And you're going to be encouraged. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 14. Verses 2. It says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. But when you're speaking in other tongues, who are you speaking to? You're speaking to God. However, for no man understandeth him. However, in the spirit, he's speaking mysteries. I love that word mysteries. He's speaking divine secrets. Did you know that when you're speaking in other tongues, you're bypassing your understanding? But the Father of lights knows exactly what you're saying. Now, the Apostle Paul spent a great deal of time speaking in tongues. Look at verse 4 of that same chapter. In verse 4 it says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Now, what does that word edify there mean? The word edify means to build oneself up. Just like a battery can be charged, your spirit man can be charged. That's one way of stirring up the gift of God on the inside of you is by praying and praising and speaking in other tongues. Now notice, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. I wonder, do we ever need to be edified? 
Now, as much as I love my wife and as much of an encouragement and encourager she has been to me throughout the years, she really cannot charge my spiritual batteries. She can encourage me to do it. But I'm the one who needs to go and do the things that I know to do. Being a doer of the Word of God. Now, let's look over at Jude 20. And I want to look at the amplified version of Jude 20. These are ways... That you can stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. Speaking to yourselves. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Jude 20. Notice this with me. The King James Version says this. He says, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I think it's interesting that he says Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. In other words, you've got a foundation of the word of God, right? But as you pray in the Holy Spirit, glory to God, you're making some progress. You're getting edified. You're getting built up. You're stirring yourself up. Yes. Amen. Amplified. Let's read it together. Ready? Everybody read. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, doing what? Rise like a what? What's an edifice? An edifice is a building. And so they build those buildings from the foundation up. And as we pray in the Spirit, and as we stir up the gift on the inside of us, the Bible says we go higher and higher and get stronger and stronger. Amen? Amen. And the scripture says that we're making progress. I like to make progress in life. How about you? The Bible says that if you meditate wholly upon these things, in this context of what we're saying tonight, just a, just a small, short word, short message, but if you meditate upon the things that have been said tonight to you, the Bible says you're profiting will be very apparent that it will appear to all. Amen? Amen? There's something very powerful about a Christian who lives in fellowship with God. Who loves the Word. Who hides the Word in his or her heart. Who spends time in prayer and in praise. You cannot help but succeed. You cannot help but make progress. You know why? Because you got the helper living on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Let's lift up our voice tonight. Let's thank him for a few moments this evening. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the praise.